Welcome to the rodeo. Welcome to the rodeo. We got uh, uh, riding the biggest motherfucking bull you ever seen in your life, uh, Thomas. Thomas White heading up out of uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, he has a special technique. He likes to suck on the bull before he before he gets in the saddle. We're gonna hear it from Thomas right quick. Thomas, explain your technique for right for sucking on the bull before you get on it. Right. Well, a lot of people would assume that when you say sucking on a bull, that you would be deep throating a a large uh, muscular man before he you know bangs out your wife. Mm. But you, you know, and maybe after he punches, he slaps you with his big cock, and then he treats you like a stupid little bitch. Mm-hmm. In this case, is much much different. I am giving a blowjob to an animal. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured you were... I didn't go the other way with it. Uh, so does this calm the bull down for you to stay on that bull longer? Or is uh, this just sound like really, a ritual? Usually what I try and do is I will rile the animal up by giving it a blowjob. Oh, so you're trying but, to make it more ornery. Right. I will not allow it to finish until after we are done with the rodeo. Okay, so you're actually trying to make the ride harder on yourself by getting the bull all right, like you're edging right. that animal, that bovine critter. You ever jumped up and down in the shower with a boner so that your neighbors couldn't hear you shower? <laughs> can't say can't say in particular that I have, but uh, go on go on ahead and, and, and explain. Right, well, it's pretty much exactly like that. Most of the audience has done that before where... <laughs> You, the neighbor likes to listen in for shower noises, so you got to make them think you're playing tennis mm, or something. Okay. Um, and it hurts to jump up and down with a boner. It does. While your neighbor is watching you take a shower. That is true. Right. And anyway, so, how, so how, basically even the, the bull's got a big old boner. <laughs> and most of these bulls, um, it's not something I've noticed in a sexual way. Right. Something I've noticed as a human being, as a man, uh-huh. and as a sexual deviant, um, mm-hmm. these bulls are quite hung. And I don't just mean in the way you think, which is like, you know, how sometimes, you know, th- they'll have um, a huge penis. Right. Uh, they also um, are very well endowed. Okay. And we- I don't just mean in the usual way. With like I mean, with they also penis. have they've got big balls and cocks. Okay, so they got the they have the god combo. They have the Adonis package, the, the right. premium. Yeah, yeah, and usually I'll piss them off even more sometimes if it's a, a bowl. You know that we have a hard time getting a jump around. I'll only suck on the balls. Right, and th- and you're telling me that this makes it for a more difficult and challenging ride. Man, and you, you ever, look- you know, it, you ever. Uh, you ever been uh, ever gotten a blowjob that was only on your balls, with a gun to your head? <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, it's been a long time. I would say I was into that type of stuff when I was a younger yeah. bull rider. When I was a younger bull rider, man, we would do all sorts of crazy things together. You know, uh, yeah. I'm just a little older now. I don't yeah. do it for me no more. I understand. You know, well, uh, here's something a little more relatable. You ever make your dr- your friend uh, drink antifreeze? And he said if he didn't do it, you'd suck his dick and he'd be gay. So he did it, and then he passed away, unfortunately. It's sort of like that, but we've given an animal a blowjob. Right, and I would like to think that the different, one of the major differences is, you know, your average man's maybe, you know, somewhere between like 190 and, you know, maybe 220. Um, well, you're you're doing that thing to a 3,000-pound animal. So the stakes are probably a little higher. Right. And a little larger, for sure. For sure. Now you're not getting fucked by this animal. You're just you're just sucking on it. Correct. I don't like to be unprofessional with the the livestock. That's what I was hoping you'd say that because a lot I feel yeah. like a lot of these younger highfalutin bull riders before they go out a riding, you know. Yeah, they'll put condoms on the horns, then they'll get flipped off and land on the horns and get mm. fucked by the horns, and then the usually oftentimes a bull will lick their butt. <laughs> their butt crack even right yeah that's as exactly. well as the cheeks and uh the taint it, area yeah nowadays i don't even call them rodeo kings anymore i call them rodeo clowns you know the guys that distract the bulls mm-hmm. that's what i call them 
Yeah, I think I, I think that other people might call them that, but I might be wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm not 100% on that one. Yeah, I, I coined a phrase here and there. But I, I do think there is something to the, uh, you know, as bull riders, as veteran bull riders like ourselves, you know, I think there is something to getting back to the old ways. Uh, you know, sucking on a, uh, a bull's nuts, letting him lick your butt cheeks. Uh, you got to really, a lot of people don't get close with their animals anymore. Um, they're on their damn phones. And uh, so they don't understand, appreciate the power of animal husbandry, especially in a sport like bull riding. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> and far beyond animal husbandry, you know, even fewer have the, the act of animal wifery down. Exactly. Which that is it. where you cook for the animal, you clean for the animal, and... You know, you care for it, and sometimes the animal will break your heart, but you always know you're the human it comes back to Mm -hmm. after a hard day of animal work. Sometimes the animal beats the shit out of you, but you know, you know, it's... Sometimes sometimes you gotta put your animal on the healthcare plan at your work, even though you make less money, because... They are they're kind of a breadwinner animal, but mm-hmm. they don't got no no benefits. Mm-hmm. And then also sometimes you get angry and you fuck all the animal friends, <laughs> and basically you'll let the whole barnyard run a big animal train on you, even going down to lesbianism, which would include um, foxes. I, I hope you don't mind my language here. But basically sucking on udders like they're clits and <laughs> basically drinking milk as if it were human cum. Yeah. I mean the thing about it is is that you that the the you only have to do that because the animal drinks too much too much coarse banquet and uh it it tips you over the staircase when you're just trying to do laundry. Yeah, all I'm uh, drinking is milk. <laughs> That's basically all my animal lets me drink. Keeps me my skin real soft like a little pup. My bones are so dense I could barely get down the stairs anymore. Yeah, I, uh, I freaking I, I pissed out a slinky the other day. <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah, animal wifery is just. I think it's a long forgotten art. Um, yeah, and you know now these new animal feminists they say, oh, you don't gotta fuck your animals anymore. Oh, go ahead and cancel me. Yeah, I I fucked my horse. <laughs> Just like my old man did. Uh, yeah, my old man, uh, Mr. Hands. Uh, you can, Mr. Hands was my father. Uh, yeah, you know, it's important to understand that um, bull riding is not for the faint of heart. And yeah. If you don't... F- fucking drive mouth either. <laughs> Yeah, man, I love you. Just have such a way with words. Do you think that you absorb any of the bull's power and just sort of charisma? Oh, do I? It seeps out of me. <laughs> Let me tell you, I figured as much. I hardly sit down without you know getting lifted up a little bit. I got a sponge in my underwear. It feels like <laughs> every time I go poo poo, it's like insulation coming out. <laughs> yeah, man, that's. Thank you for you're just you're just such a people might call you vulgar, but that's just because they don't understand you. They might say you're yeah. that's the that's the most disgusting shit they ever heard in their fucking life. And to listen to a man say those things makes them feel uneasy. Uh, hey, you can call me vulture, just don't don't call me don't call me vulture. Don't call me vulture. That's pro damn. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you know. <clears throat> I'm done with that. I think that's about good. Uh, okay, yeah, that works for me. I think we can wrap that up tidily. I feel like you took that a little too far. Yeah, um, I definitely... I think, in my opinion, if I'm critiquing our own work, I would say animal wifery, probably where it could have stopped, probably somewhere in like the meat of yeah, that. Uh, we didn't um, have... <laughs> I think it's wrong, honestly, to guzzle an animal's cum. I, I want to come out and say that I think it's really, it's not right to get railed out like a piece of paper 
with a little hole in it and a bunch of chickens are pecking at it. I don't think it's right for a big moose to lick my wee wee. <laughs> to turn even me, if, yeah, to just break me and have like a coconut, like you're just a log. I don't think a pigeon should ever fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Let alone all my friends and me at the same like, time. Like turn, like just flipping on channels, and you're being interviewed by Doctor Phil, and that's the first thing I see you say. Like I'm halfway through the interview, and you're like, "And look, I had to tell her. I said, you know, I don't think a pigeon should be fucking me in my ass." Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think so either, either, Tom. But I figured, you know, we could get in here and discuss your religious upbringing. Not necessarily. Well, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Well, Phil, about- I think you're a huge bitch. <laughs> I think you're a huge fucking retard, Phil. And uh, I my dog's in the back in, his, in the back room. It's going to fuck you if you don't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you better shut the fuck up, Phil. I'm going to get my fucking huge-ass concourse out here to turn you out. Yeah. I. You know, it, it all started back that one summer, you know, I was just lonely. Mm-hmm. And now my, my, you know, my, my wife won't leave me won't leave me alone with the parrot. <laughs> You know, well, she I, she had a steamy affair. She came home from the from her work trip. She's gone for a couple of weeks, and uh, you know, I got lonely. And she didn't immediately find out. You know, the parrot was saying all sorts of things like "I poppy," and uh, you know, uh, gasolina and stuff like that. But I just told her I was showing him Daddy Yankee. You know, yeah. And, uh, That's okay. <laughs> See, now we've moved on to safer topics. Yeah, like yeah. Ra- like fucking getting fucked hard. by a parrot. <laughs> yeah, we've we've matured uh, so much yeah. in this episode. We went from uh, uh, I, we sucking went, a bull's dick, I believe, <laughs> to getting the, fucked by pigeons and parakeets of different <laughs> birds of paradise, and then just yeah. normal birds. That's I okay. <laughs> I uh, I've always been curious. I mean, you know, I. The Mr. Hands guy and all those other type of guys that are into that stuff. Like, how do you, like, how do you get there? I don't want to know a roadmap. I'm not trying to myself. I just like conceptually, like, you know, there's there's different types of sex people have. People dress up like fucking, you know, like nurses and leather stuff, and they beat the dog shit out of each other or whatever. Which is why, fine, whatever, whatever the fuck you're into, so long as it's like you know, consenting adults, but. Like, how do you get to getting fucked in your ass by a horse so hard you die? Like, what? Did you get bored with, like, the nastiest, most fucked up human set? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, were you doing, like, shit stuff first and you got bored with that? And you were like, all right, I guess I'll move on to, like, what's the next fucked up thing? Oh, I have a horse in the backyard. I guess I'll let it fuck me until I'm dead. Like, I don't understand. How do you... I mean, in all seriousness, I think it all starts with the woke agenda. Man, I was hoping you were going to say that because I yeah, didn't want to say it. I figured it was, that's probably what it was. <laughs> um, you know, you look at what Michelle Obama is doing in our schools. Yeah. And what um, uh, Barack is doing uh-huh. with the military and what Obama is doing. Mm-hmm. With the um, the uh, culture, for sure. You know, it's it's not surprising. In fact, I'll go out on a limb. If I was a middle school, high school boy right now, the last thing I'd be looking for is a human woman. You know, <laughs> I would probably be looking for just. And I don't want I don't want to sound gross here, but just like a, basically like a an, a. Um. I guess like a earthworm like hole. <laughs> right, right, right. Um maybe it would you could earthworms just, aren't big enough, you know. It may be a big earthworm though. You could in theory just fuck the little hole that a that a mud bug lives in, like a crawdad hole. Uh yeah, especially like it would be I think it would lose its structure. <laughs> I don't know, man. Them things build build them up pretty pretty sl- solidly. The structural integrity is there. So I think grabs it, it, pinches it. You're talking about fucking a worm. We were talking about getting fucked by bulls earlier. I don't think oh, pain crawfish. is crawfish. <laughs> crawfish. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, 
I, I mean, with the, you say woke agenda, I would like to think that maybe it's just. Uh, I think anything that people do out in the sticks. I wonder, like, if you just smoke enough meth, like you just become like a depraved animal. You know what I'm saying? Like your, like your prefrontal lobe that like, uh, that lets you know, like, you know, you have an intrusive thought. You're like walking in the mall. And uh, you see, like, an old lady in front of you, and you're like, man, I could, before anyone could stop me, I could just, like, punch her in the back of the head and kill her. You don't do it because, you know, you know, you that you that it's bad to hurt old people. You would go to jail, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. You'd lose your life or whatever. Um, but I wonder if, like, you smoke too much meth, and, like, that kind of just shuts that part of your brain off. So like if you have an intru- if you have probably just want to jack off all the time. <laughs> that's what I, I but maybe that's where it starts is my thing cuz you're like because in a sober mind without meth you wouldn't jack off for 10 hours. You already understand that that's just a no go. I won't even jack off for 20 minutes. I don't I have 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, you you really usually um usually have an orgasm really fast. I do. I do. And uh and so I I I'm just curious if, you know, if you smoke a bunch of glass and you jack off all day and then jacking off all day gets bored, you're like, I do have like a, a goat outside and he really can't say much. I mean, he can't, I mean, he could try to, you know, smash his head into me, but you know, that's about it. I would have met in my heart of hearts. I would like to think that that's what happened. Uh, you think you would fuck a goat if you smoke meth? That's what you, <laughs> that's in your heart, no, that's I meant, I meant to the people. You know, I hope. <laughs> I hope every guy who smokes meth, which is millions of guys, I hope they all think about fucking their animals, but it's because of the meth. It's like one of the most common drugs in the world. There's yeah. Congress, there's senators smoking meth. I'm just, I'm not saying that everybody who smokes meth eventually gets there. I'm saying that like these backwoods motherfuckers that like, like the Mr. Hands guy. Like that's not a decision you make sober. At yeah, least I hope it's alcohol making these guys rape people. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, motherfucker. I understand what you're saying. Uh, you're excusing it. Oh my god. Did you guys see what's going on? No, I'm just kidding. I know what you mean. Yeah, I I just don't know how you you get there. I guess because it, it like it's like the goatee guy. <laughs> Well, actually, no. I fucking remember reading that like a little interview with him, and he literally was just like, "Yeah, I started shoving little stuff up my asshole, and I got bored with that, so I started shoving really big stuff up my asshole." And that's basically the end of the story. And I was like, "I feel so much better about understanding." He, he died, right? Yeah, I think he died like two thousand from a watermelon, though. Is that real? From if what I remember, yeah, it was like. Uh... He had he had put a whole watermelon in his ass before, but he didn't stretch enough. So he like ruptured his shit and he bled out. Yeah, it was one of those things like you know when you've you've been like you're getting back in the gym after a while and you don't stretch enough and you yeah, pull some pop something. Yeah, he yeah. did that, but he just like tore his intestines. His, like, <laughs> Could have been a fake article. For I would him, like to I, think I read it when I was like twelve. So um, I would I like to think that, that, that was correct. That he like you go like how you go in the gym and you're like I could probably put up 185, no problem. I could probably, I could probably squat like 350. And you haven't been to the gym in like three months. You haven't even been running. Like, but you have that confidence. You're like I'm a fucking yeah. I'm a man. You know I'm I can get this done. I can put this work in. But you're psyching yourself up not to like try to run like a, like a low six minute mile or like. You know, try to put two twenty five up. You're psyching yourself up in like a masculine way to shove a large vine fruit up your asshole. <laughs> you're like, dude, I ain't no bitch. I just did this like six months ago, so I'm not <laughs> like I don't need to stretch. I just got to put a big fucking fruit up my asshole and not die. And you know, sadly, God had other fucking plans. Yeah, I hope that wasn't. I mean, if it was a made up article, who cares? But who gives a shit? <laughs> you're like, I don't want to sully the man's name. Yeah. <laughs> want to give this guy a bad rap you know what i'm saying right uh, well you know i think i think there's honor in sticking something up your ass is that big no for, for sure. sure i think he put like a basketball up there too before yeah i want to say there was a bowling pin involved as well that i remember that he uh was talking about which like <laughs> 
It's fine. It's you know, it's like uh, I, <clears throat> I never in my mind the people who are into that type of stuff don't have jobs and houses. They all live like in the sewers and stuff. But I uh a close friend of mine dated a girl who was into like the super like BDSM conventions and stuff and he's like, "All right, I'll go with you whatever the fuck." This was years some years back and and uh, he was like, kind of, we were talking about it one time, and he was like, yeah, man, you meet people who are into, like, really wild shit, and they're just, like, dentists. And they're, like, car salesmen. Like, in my mind, I have, like, a sort of, I guess, a Puritan brain with regard to this, where I'm like, nah, if you're into, like, all that type of wacko stuff, you need to, like, the only job you can have is, like, uh, like blacksmith's apprentice <laughs> or, like, uh, yeah. like, goth. Like, that's your, op- like, you're, like, literally the only job you can have, like, you work at the laser tag store you know what i don't i don't know how else to put it people that are into that stuff shouldn't be like uh <clears throat> i don't know like um teachers and shit you know what i'm saying like principals well, and stuff here's how i see it you know um evil knievel did some cool stuff right but evil knievel never put a basketball in his ass correct how is how is daredevilism you know how is jumping over a cliff impressive but you know you, we can't speak publicly about how it's pretty fucking insane that somebody put a watermelon in their ass that is very true like, <clears throat> you can't t- you can talk about how somebody fucking did a high wire or whatever at work that's a stupid ass thing to do but if you tell your coworkers about a guy's asshole that can stretch <laughs> the size of Hulk Hogan's head now you now now you're on paid leave. Yeah, that's a good now point. You don't man. get to be a cop for two weeks. You can come back from you know the weekend and you're like, man, I watched that Nitro Circus. That Travis Pastrana, he's something else. And you're like, yeah, I think I remember him from when I was a kid. You're like, yeah, all right. And you're like, all right, see you, Tom. All right, see you. And you go back to the warehouse or whatever. <clears throat> but you, you're right. You can't go up to your your work buddy and be like, dude, there's this guy on the internet who shoved a bowling pin up his asshole. And then he just sort of went to work that way. like you, And then, you know, yeah, you're going to get a big trouble, which to me seems like a double standard. Because I fucking don't really like sports. I only really care for the ones where guys are punching each other. I don't give a fuck about soccer. I don't give a fuck about basketball. I don't give a fuck about football. I don't give a fuck about baseball. But if uh, I'm forced to listen to, like, your shit, you know, like not you specifically, but you are in the general sense of, like, oh, yeah, the Mets, baby, love the Mets. Like, if I'm forced to listen to that, you should be forced to listen to my interests, which are typically either music um, or mixed martial arts or stuff I find on the Internet that's cool. And some of that stuff that I find involves guys shoving big, you know, beach balls <laughs> up their assholes and stuff. I should be able to openly talk about that. Man, you just lit a fire up under me, Thomas. I feel like I, well, this is a really important point that we need to, to really drive home. If I'm at work and you have to tell me about your stupid fucking kids, they're not my kids, dude. I don't give a fuck that your son started t-ball lessons. I don't give a fuck at all. I never cared. I don't give a fuck that your daughter uh, is doing a recital and she's singing a song from Frozen and every year, I don't care. But if I have to listen to it, which I will out of a fucking civility, out of niceties, out of being cordial, then I I should be able to corner that same guy and be like, hey, man, do you know... Uh, about tub girl uh she had diarrhea and then she was in a bathtub and she pooped and it like went back on her head i should be able to t- i should be able to talk about that type of stuff you know what i'm saying right yeah that's what i was talking about <laughs> um you know i mean why is it okay for people to talk about you know vacations which is not part of work yeah right. if i talk about the one time I was in high school and I accidentally ejaculated on my own face. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Like a little bit caught the chin. Mm-hmm. And then I just, you know, and I had a little stubble at the time and I went and looked in the mirror. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I just saw the droplet uh-huh. in my stubble and I almost started crying because <laughs> I was less secure in my identity at the time. <laughs> You know, I mean, I just, you know, if I mention that to say my boss and my job I just started. Yeah. And he gets mad at me, I should get to say, you're a punk bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a fucking. Yeah. I should get to say, you're a pussy. And I'm going to fucking. 
Get out of here. You're a chomo. You know? You're a you're a, you're yeah. a gay guy. You're a fucking pedophile. You're dude. a fucking pedophile, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally a fucking pedophile. You're literally a sexual predator of children. Dude, you I sick just fuck. saw I you just, molest somebody. I just on saw the you here. having sex with a child earlier. <laughs> Somebody's like, "What'd you do this weekend?" Oh, I saw Jerry molest a kid. Yeah, you know, I was, uh, I was. Ju- yeah, the guy from accounting. Yeah, he's a pedophile. I was up on my roof putting my Christmas lights up, and I saw uh, Jerry had a like, a, like it was like an eleven-year-old boy in his pool, and he doesn't have kids. Yeah, really messed up. Yeah, um, <laughs> like, like really? No, I just couldn't think anything. Um, I just kind of panicked. Yeah, I kind of panicked, uh, and I just said a really bad rumor about a guy who works here who I think is a family It's not the man. worst rumor you could spread. It's definitely up there for sure, but I mean, yeah, I don't really... I mean, we've all spread rumors like that about coworkers, though. For sure. Um, Sometimes it's funny to just be like, yeah, I heard that uh, Melissa, I heard that she uh, gets totally beasted out Friday through Sunday from 5 p.m. to 11.59 p.m. on Sunday. It's just a three-day, you know whole festival for yeah all the home depot parking lot guys uh see you can't talk about you can't um if you work at a restaurant you can talk about getting pussy but it always makes people feel uncomfortable if you're one of the old guys you can talk about getting pussy and it's awful yeah nobody (laughs) wants to hear about it yeah like i remember being like 16 this guy like showing me scratches on his back yeah and being like, oh, that's awesome, man. He's like, yeah, I'm 34. I fucked an 18-year-old last night. <laughs> Swag. Like, oh, that's so cool. That when girl I'm is... your age, When I'm your age, I hope I get to fuck girls my age. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, man, that's then that girl, dude, she is not going to view you as in like 10 years as like the worst mistake that she ever made. Like, you know what I'm saying, brother? That's the coolest thing a guy like you can be doing. Oh, I bet you teach girls new things about sex because they're not as experienced as you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but you're such a tiger working at this restaurant. You're working at this uh, Joe's Crab Shack during the holiday season. Mm, I, uh, I bet you probably could fuck her and eat her pussy out real good and then get, pick up a steak from here and bring it to her. Yeah, use your 50% discount because it's really all you mm-hmm. can afford to feed her anything nice. But she thinks yeah. that you have just like a little bit of money because you told her you write for the movies or you, that you used to. Right. Uh, you told yeah. her you only pick like obscure 90s comedies like yeah. go, like Go and uh, like Grind. I think that's early 2000s. It's okay. You told her that you wrote Go and Grind and you get residuals. Uh, but, uh, you know, you got something big coming down the pipe. James Cameron's going to ask you to do that. Yeah. Avatar 10. Um, but for now that you have to eat off of the, the employee meal menu with the 50% discount. <clears throat> uh, and, uh, also you need a blow job every day before work. Cause that's what, yeah. writers, uh, that's what writers one thing, get. One thing most people don't know about me is I'm 40 years, I'm 44 years old. Yeah. I still get a blow job at the movie theater every day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A lot of people. What a lot of people don't know about me is is that I am thirty nine years old, and uh, I still like uh, you know I will like loudly at like a party or a bar be like I eat pussy for my pleasure. Like I just say it to where a lot of people can hear it. You know what I'm saying? Just to let people know like that there's a real sort of a real giver giving male in the room. Yeah, that's good because it's hard to know who the givers are and who the takers are. It is, it is, and then it's. I'm tired of. I, I hate. I hate it when. Um. I yeah, I, I'm getting so tired of having sex with teenage girls. <laughs> like as a as a 48 year old, it's like. It's like grow up. You know, it's like you pick. You you know you you pick them up online or whatever, and it's like you go to their house. It's yeah. usually nice. Yeah, you know, usually like a Cadillac or something out front. It's like okay, so they've got their life together, right? Cool. And know. then they start talking about school and all that, and it's like yeah, I haven't been to school in forever. Right, I'm just, like I, a high, I'm just like a high roller. I basically. graduated high school thirty years ago. You know. Yeah, all I'm good at is making money and eating vagina. You know, mm-hmm. and basically, you know, it's like. I'll be giving these high schoolers, like, massages, you know, because it's like you got to get the stress out because school can be so hard. Dude, and, and they get they have finals week coming up, and they, yeah. they're applying to college, and that makes them really stressed out and sad. Yeah, and I fit really neatly on their backs because I'm five foot one, <laughs> um, <laughs> 300 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And basically it's like a lot of guys would look down on me possibly. 
right for basically only fucking the most like beautiful like whores in the world right 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 um which basically for me as you know assistant manager at joe's crab shack is like just girls who like basically went to the high school i went to because uh-huh. it's nice to have things in common with people mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's like people ask like like bro do you ever get tired of like chewing cud you know yeah yeah and for me it's like no like i don't care if all my teeth fall out <laughs> i'll still keep slurping up that that pussy that gash it's so, like a fucking it's tastes good well it's good like a freaking piece of candy or something to me <laughs> at least like i'm eating a piece of licorice <laughs> yeah mm. but i mean that's like when you when you ch- when you're like when you live that crazy life like a lot of people want the nine to five you know they want the wife they want the kids you know the 401k i don't want that i want to hang out at uh you know like <clears throat> I want to hang out at like all of the college clubs, uh, and I want to get really into like EDM DJs, and I want to, you know, just try to to take home a nineteen year old a communications major in my Toyota Tacoma. And, That's what it's all about. And a lot of people think it's wrong to take a girl to the beach who just graduated high school when you have to get prostate exams from a doctor once a year. But they don't understand that I'm just a fun-loving guy. You know, everybody in my life says I need to grow up. Everybody in my life says that I need to get a real job. Everybody in my life says that I need to find an actual wife. Uh, But why would I do that? Why would I want a nagging bitch in my life? You feel me? For real. I mean, that's the nature of the bitches, though. They be nagging. I mean, I remember, dude, I had to stop fucking with college girls because... They read too much. Dude, they freaking have phones and all that nowadays. <laughs> Man, they they can Google like like they don't even play volleyball anymore. They just freaking they basically just watch Grey's Anatomy and freaking suck dick all take day. SSRIs because you know they just. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, like subconsciously like pulling a gun on myself, and it's it's, it's difficult to. Um, to play this and not just um, like kill myself on this chair, but anyway, yeah, you know, no, it's somebody's. It's, it's got to be somebody's job to do this. It's a dirty job, and we do it gladly. Yeah. Well, um, I think if you work with enough of those guys, like when you you said it, you hit the nail on the head earlier. It made me think, like, obviously, social settings are different. That's not a novel observation at all. But like, when I worked in kitchens and stuff, at bar bars and restaurants or whatever, it was fine. To to be like, yeah, like, to say shit like that. Like, even as a joke, but, like, if somebody did say to you, like, yeah, I fucked the shit out of the hostess, you'd be like, you're gross as fuck, man. I'm going to go over there and nothing really happened to the guy. You know what, you know what I mean? Like, or I would, you know, yeah. like, I, or some, like, still fucking guy would be like, God, I would drag my nuts across fucking hot glass just to sniff her seat. And you're like, you're a sick fucking <laughs> fuck are you talking about i hate the way old southern motherfuckers talk about like it just say you want to fuck her that's vulgar enough like if we're just working and you're like man i would i would love to have sex with that girl missionary i'd be like ah it's fucking weird but i, w- I would rather hear that than you're like i was so clarifying man i would love to have like a respectful relationship leading up to it yeah and then like one <laughs> night you know after years of friendship basically mm-hmm. and keep in mind i'm so gracious by now she's busted as fuck yeah but <laughs> I took it real slow. She's really ugly and fat now. Yeah, we are both past our prime. Yeah, we look like shit. Anyway, yeah. I'm cooking dinner for her. Basically, we're both divorced by now. (laughs) I'm cooking dinner for her as a friend. We're both in our mid-40s. We do not love each other anymore at all. (laughs) No, no. By by now, we're just friends. We're both divorced from other relationships. Mm -hmm. And I'm basically, I'm making her a ribeye on my George Foreman's grill. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And she comes over. And we both had half of a Modelo, <laughs> and she she tur- I, she grabs me. I turn around. I'm uh I'm 250 pounds. I'm not super fat, but I'm like definitely not looking too good anymore. Yeah. Um. And she says, um, I uh basically, dude, I want you to freaking take me on the couch right now. <laughs> and so we go over there basically, and I take my fucking 
uh, half hard dick out of my plaid shorts, <laughs> and then she kind of peels my wife beater off, and I take off her like stupid ass, really loose sports bra because her boobs are really saggy they're, now. They're, yeah, basically. they're kind of flat looking and yeah. just sort of like a, like a yeah, glued to her body. Weight. Gain weight, but none in her boobs at all. Like, there's no, not a lot of tata meat there, mostly skin. And I basically, I just grab her big, fat face. It's like a bulldog's face now. She's not sexy anymore, not like she is now. And I put my whole tongue in her mouth, like Tom Cruise and Top Gun. Like, I go straight in with the tongue. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, bro, you got Dorito breath. And I just go, ha, ha. And I start plowing her like a, like I got mad cow disease. <laughs> Uh, and then basically I freaking bust a load on my own couch. Yep. And she does not get pregnant because she cannot have babies anymore. <laughs> She's barren as fuck. Yeah. And basically we lived together happily for like two and a half years after that. Mm -hmm. And then basically she gets back together with her ex-husband. And I end up, um, I really spiral and I go back to the oil field after that. Right. Well, thank you for telling me that story, man. I got to clean the grease traps out. Uh, yeah. I appreciate it. You should be able to, you can talk like that at the restaurant. You can talk like that, obviously, like a job site or whatever the fuck. But uh, it's, it, again, not a novel observation. This isn't, but it is, it is a little frustrating that, like, I can't do that at, like, the jobs I work now. Like, it kind of, I in a weird way, man, I, I know in, we, so we started this episode being like, God damn, the guys who talk like that, nasty, or we were talking about it, whatever. Part of me kind of misses it. In a little bit, because it's like, you know, I, I'm sure if I was subject to it, I would get tired of it after a fucking week or two. But, you know, I hate the I hate the like corporate like <laughs> Friday. Right. I like I, I almost Whoa. prefer like an old 60 year old like fucking, you know, veteran being like, yeah, I mean, I my dick was worn down to a nub after Friday. Man, you know, me and my old lady, she just was sort of fucking grinding on it like a heavy grit sandpaper i didn't really even feel that good if i'm being completely honest but i mean you know i ain't got none in 10 years. like i would prefer that to like a chat picture of like a, a mug that says like male tears and then somebody Do you get those i get stuff like that I guess you're in a different industry. Though. That's what I'm saying. I'm not in like I say that as as <laughs> a daylight. Yeah, you're not getting like, that type. Of I guess stuff. it's a slightly different work environment. That's what I'm saying. Is is that like you don't you don't really have to like? I'll just get shown like a video, like a sex tape of a guy took. When he was 19, which was like 15 years ago. Yeah, it's on like a... So yeah. it'll look like Minecraft, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. just a bunch of brown pixels everywhere. I used to fuck my wife going. so good, dude. You're going to take a look <laughs> yeah. at that. Yeah. Before her hip Yeah, I used to, I used I used to, to really fucking put her legs behind her head. That's it. Yeah, that shit rocks. And to me, that's... I mean, it's vulgar and it's gross, and I don't want to hear it, but it's funny. And there's nothing funny about, like, getting sent a picture like of Yoda and it's like Monday blues you have or whatever. And I'm like, dude, can one of you guys say the N word in this chat, please? <laughs> I can just so I can feel just so I can giggle or I can feel like I guess, like I said, I've worked, I I've done fucking copywriting for a long time, but it was like off and on and, and, and you know, more off than on really. And uh, I kind of grew accustomed to the, like, uh, you know, hey, a, a, a Jew and a black guy and a Chinese guy walk into the bar, and you're like, all right, here we go. This is going to rock. Like, I don't, I, I don't miss it, but then again, I kind of do, you know, because the alternative is like, um, you know. The bartender says, good evening, Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking that, man. Wow, whoo, uh, that's a solid one. Yeah, you know, you don't get you don't get moments like that right there at the in the corporate world. I mean, maybe you do if you're like a stockbroker or something. But I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't do that stuff. I work in fucking yeah. advertising, so it's like I don't. Um, everything is very sanitized and very like you know, like marvelly. And I just miss having moments like that where you're like, you can guess what the joke, the punchline is. You're like, okay, a Mexican guy, a uh, retarded guy. Yeah, I know where this is going. Yep, and I'm going to laugh too. You know I'm going to laugh, man. But I, and, but you and I both know what this punchline is, you know. 
uh, instead of having to be like, yeah, man, I, I haven't seen Harry Potter, but, you know, sounds good. You know, shit like that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the first corporate American worker guy to just, I'm going to walk in. I'm not going to walk in anywhere. I work, I work from home. I'm going to go on the Zoom meeting tomorrow, and I'm going to say I'm gonna say that joke. It was like a Muslim, <laughs> a black guy, and a Chinese guy walking into a bar. Bartender says, hey, Kamala. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, looking for work again. You know it's a tough industry. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out you just tell that joke every day. I don't think it would. Will I don't think it would take me particularly long, man. <laughs> I think that would be a one and done. I don't think I'm getting like. A, no, I mean at every job. Oh, you're like, yeah, 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 man. This industry's tough. I keep getting fired. It's a cutthroat it's just that one joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cutthroat, dude. Advertising, marketing, PR, man. It's fucking. It's tough shit, bro. Like, like you're like Jake. Have uh, you been doing that that bit? Yeah, yeah, the the Chinese one. Yeah, I've been doing that one a lot. <laughs> you know, it's probably my, my favorite joke right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know how. I know, like people when I was at that little like, I think I talked about it when I came back, but that fucking work retreat meeting thing. It's like you're definitely it's it's definitely a stuffier world, um, and I just wish that we could blend it. You know, it's a two in, it's two opposite ends of a spectrum. You know, if you go to work, sure. if you if you go work, uh, like doing shingles or something, or you know, uh, digging fucking, laying down sod or whatever the fuck, you'll probably eventually run into a guy who shows you, as Thomas said, a grainy like, two forty p video, taken on like a Nokia, of a guy like fucking the fattest lady you've ever seen bent over like a lazy boy. <laughs> But it's not a new lazy boy. This is clearly like at his grandma's house. Like he's this is like this is just from forever ago. You'll see that type of stuff. That's one end of the spectrum. The other end is like you know like the office type people. I just want something in the middle, man. Is that too much to ask? You know, we can't all get what we want, Jake. And you need to not be so selfish. You know, there's people. Um, there's kids in Africa who don't even have. Um, copyright. <laughs> yes, that's true. They do. They usually have HR and stuff like that. They can, you know, they have uh, uh, Salesforce and all that. Yeah, they, but, they um, got NetSuite and all that type of shit. <laughs> Pay cords. Uh, you know what? We need a new fucking. It's time for a new pandemic. How about that? Yeah. How about we get another one going soon? Yeah. I keep hearing about all these pussy-ass little, oh, the flu's going around. The flu does a brand new COVID. I need something worse. All right? Yeah. I agree with you. I have this. I, honestly, man, I, I, take a, I take a bit of a page out of uh, Carlin's book uh, with regard to that. Part of me just wants it to get worse. Yeah. I was kidding. I'm actually um, an optimist. <laughs> I think within the next five years, and I know this might sound crazy. I think within the next five years, there will be no disease, no world hunger, no debt, um, no fire hydrants, <laughs> no money. Yeah. Uh, no, um, no spam emails. Mm-hmm. There, the moon will completely disappear, mm-hmm. which that'll be one of the only negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, the volume button gone. <laughs> yep, you just want loud as can be. This yeah, one number setting. four. One, two, Don't three, five, any. baby. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and another a lot of other changes that won't really be as helpful. Yeah. There will only be one type of drywall. Yeah, it's the... It's the kind you can just sort of hang easily. There's not like you don't have to get all that stupid shit, but you just sort of yeah. like fucking put it right there into the fucking wall area. Yeah. You can never you can never find the studs with a stud finder, but for like picture frames and stuff, you don't need one, you know, like three quarters, stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I think within the next five years, we're going to see, and I know people make predictions a lot on podcasts, mm-hmm. you know. I think the population of the world will increase by 100 trillion in these five years. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I know that's a bold statement, but I think I'm right. Uh, yeah. I, I, when you say you're ready for another pandemic, you know, I just, I can't help but think that, 
you know, big fat Americans have gotten too comfortable with their treats. And uh, it's about time that we get their treats taken away from them. Uh, and I'm an anti-treats guy. So if a next pandemic happens and it fucking kills, you said 100 trillion people. I want, I want the population to just get a, a reset. I don't know if there's a term for that as a political ideology. But I think, really? I think if we killed all seven something billion of us and then, as you said, we just made another fresh batch, a fresh seven really? billion. Really? With who would be your sample crew? What do you mean? Hmm. Oh, to make a new seven billion? It sounds like Jake is doing a heckin' genocide here. Well, I wouldn't call it a genocide. You think just because the world is 98% Chinese, <laughs> you can just... And that's a statistic. I don't mean that. In a, China takes up nearly 100% of the world population. And that doesn't even sound correct, I know. It, it's, it's But it is something um, that was uh, I read as a statistical fact. It is fucked up to me. I don't mean this fucked up like we got to do something about it, but just conceptually very interesting that like I guess one in eight guys is Chinese. One in eight guys is Yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> that's a friend group right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like I <laughs> like that's yeah, that's a friend group exactly. Like you just one in eight guys is just fucking Asian in some way and then another one of those eight guys is Indian. Is, wait, it, We're going off of like there's a bill these these what I thought uh, I thought India was also part of Asia, right? Just southeast. I thought Asia. there was a billion Chinese motherfuckers, and then like a billion Indians. Am I retarded? <laughs> or are they just are they grouping? No, you, you're you're probably right. It's, it's different. I mean, it's obviously different cultures. And right. I don't different ethnic makeups. I thought you meant there was a billion, including China and India, and it sounds like you you were right. I think. Uh, a billion for like the Asian billion for each sounds fine for each. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. That's what I yeah. think. How about how about two billion? Yeah, Asians and then let's do. <laughs> there's a billion Muslims worldwide. So yeah, out of the okay. <laughs> so if there's Muslim Asians, there's some crossover there. I, no, I don't think there's any Muslim Chinese okay. guys. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Middle Eastern and North African, there's... Uh, there's like, yeah, there's a... Fuck if I know. Yeah. <laughs> and probably at least 100 million, because there's like at least 30 million Kurds. I think there's probably... Yeah, there's probably like a couple hundred million, like... Yeah, there's probably at least a... How many fucking, white people on planet Earth? Let's just get... How many of that? those eight, if we, if we well, reduce our fractions down... White people on Earth, dude. I'm googling this, and I'm gonna get like so many like invitations to like FBI informant discords now, like great oh, replacement maybe. stuff. Well, it's kind of hard to say because there's just so many ethnic groups. And saying like Middle Eastern as a group, that doesn't make sense, you know. Are there I'm more whites than black people? Okay, I really regret googling that. <laughs> I need to get that. Okay, I just googled. Jake is like, <laughs> get rid of them. Google. <laughs> No more. I just accidentally got thrown on a list because I was just trying to figure out how many white people are on earth. But literally every other suggested question was like, are there more black people than white people? Are there more Chinese people than white people? What is great replacement? (laughs) So anyway. Yeah, I I do that every once in a while. Not necessarily that exact prompt, but I'll Google something. And as I'm typing it, I'll be like, this is not how I want this to sound. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling Google this and I. Yeah. I don't know. I need. I feel like I need to reword it, even though it's a supposedly an unbiased platform. I'm like, I don't. Right. I don't want to know anything bad. I just am genuinely curious about a statistic. Yeah, related yeah. to this. Yeah. I'll, like I like I remember one time I was I was just genuinely. I think we maybe have already talk, <laughs> talked about this on an episode. I just remembered what I I I had a vague memory of like what I was referring. I was looking. <laughs> I was looking up penis size by country like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> a grown man is a I, I was fucking, I did the thing where I, I was just curious and I was like, what country like has like the highest, like I like highest number of geniuses per cap, like high, like most like highest IQ, man, that is a really easy way to fuck your YouTube up. Like it's so easy to have like a genuine innocent question, I think. Just be like, hey, I wonder like who produces like more brainiacs in the world. Like, is it China? Is it India? Is it the U.S.? And like, you you YouTube search like maybe a little video on that, and then like everything you get 
until you're gunned down by the FBI is just like we got to do something about this. It's just it's so it's so simple to. Be- oh God, I had a bad one. Um, I looked this up because I was like, you know what? It's probably about what ours is for the rest of the world, you know, because you know times have changed. Yeah. Not everybody's behind us, you know. Most a lot of countries are ahead of us. Uh, I looked up age of consent in other countries. It's bad. It is um, dog. And shit. that was a very quick search before I was like, oh, that's don't need to have. You that start getting ads mind. for like flights to Denmark. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't what I was. But it was immediately like boom twelve, and I was like, fuck, yeah, no, Jesus Christ, that's not good. Now I remember. Uh, it was when like one of my very first college courses, my my professor, we were talking about Foucault, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, that guy's a uh, signed some really fucked up petition. Uh, you guys could read about that on your own. Uh, you know, good writer, but I don't know, you know, what kind of guy he really was." Said something along those lines, and I was like, "Huh, what, posi- what petition is he talking about?" I was like eighteen. This was like intro to philosophy. I think we had read it like an excerpt from like Madness and Civilization. Anyway. Um, and I Google it and there was like this big push to raise the fucking age of consent in France. Michel Foucault, uh, I think I said Foucault, that's very funny. Michel Foucault, uh, and Roman Polanski were among the groups that were like, we can't raise the age of consent here. What are you talking about? (laughs) Which like, to me, then that petition is a real thing. I, how do I put this? Do not attach your name to something like that. I don't care if this was fucking 60 years ago. Like, you would think, I feel like that's a trap. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to know who the pedophiles are in your country, like, you put that petition out there like, hey, we're thinking about raising the age of consent in the United States federally from, uh, you know, what is it, Thomas? Do you know the, Do you know what here? I think it's 17. It sounds about right. Let's just say for the sake of the joke, 17. We're going to raise it. Let's look it up. We're going to raise it from 17 to 20. If you put your name on that list saying, I detest this idea, you got to be thrown in jail. But again, this was France in the 60s, so I'm pretty sure fucking kids was like one of their like Olympic sports or something. Age of consent. Uh, 16 in most of them. That's tough. In most of the states. That's uh, tough. Age of consent. It looks, okay, so... Here's a bad note. Some states have marital exemptions. Okay, age of consent in Texas is 17. That's pretty good. Sounds right. That's good. I think it should be... That I feel like that's better than what a lot of them are. I'm not saying that's good. I don't want anybody to be like, okay. I am saying that there are some states where you're like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not going to Google lowest age of consent US. I That's bad. Um... But uh, yeah, but uh, another thing that's bad is um, you can get married hella early in one of these states. I for, I remember. Let's see. Let's see. Alabama. I want to say Alabama's probably not good. Alabama sixteen. Yeah, Alabama 16. This is a really awesome way to end this episode. Yeah, this is a pr- pretty good. <laughs> All right, let's check it out. State, eight, well, let's just go alphabetically. Alabama 16, Alaska 16, Arizona 18. There we go, Arizona. You're fucking, you're doing all right. Arkansas 16, California 18. All right, nice. Colorado 17, Connecticut 16, Delaware 18. There we go. District of Columbia 16. I'm just going to find 16 is primarily. Oh, thank God. Yeah. You can still marry a teenager. You just need their parents' consent. There we it's go. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah, going to be all right, all right. Thomas. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. You're going to be good. You're going to be okay. Woo. Um, yeah, I was about to. I only know this because Ashley's a big fan of uh, Miley Cyrus, but uh, uh, Billy, Billy, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus, her dad's new girlfriend, uh, I think that motherfucker is like, he's like 60-something. The girlfriend is 24, and uh, she was like, hey, check this interview out. And I was like, okay. And they're being interviewed, and he's got his like his guitar and his like old man eyeliner. You know what I'm talking about? Like his old kind of country singer look with like the feathered blah, 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 blah. He's sitting there, and he's just leaning over his acoustic guitar like all cool dad kind of. 
you know, denim fucking Wranglers or whatever. And uh, the interviewer is like, how did y'all two meet? And the girl goes, oh, well, we started dating, you know, so and so, somewhat recently. But she was like, the first time we met each other was on the set of Hannah Montana. It was my 12th birthday. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, that's not when they started dating, obviously. But, like, that was, like... I that's just that was I'm like Billy Ray achy breaky heart man that's a good song I like that song it's fun it's it's fun to get drunk and sing at karaoke but we can't be batting a thousand for being like a a sick fuck you know what I'm saying yeah well it's still not as bad as Miley shaking her booty on stage at the VMA yeah and showing her little butt cheeks I uh, can't be having that type of shit uh yeah. Yeah, what do you know? It's weird as how um, that that twenty three song she made with Michael made it and Juicy J has completely disappeared from like pop culture history almost. What what song is it? The Jay's on my feet song. Oh yeah, Jay's on my feet. Okay, I th- okay, yeah, I, that's true. You that is a, that's a good point. I haven't thought about that. Well, you know, I think we're not nostalgic for that era yet. I think I think it's I don't think this generation will be. I think it's gonna be Gen in Alpha. like ten years. Well I I think in like ten years, you know, like how now uh I think we're just like a couple years away really from like two thousand ten in, in a way we're like swag era. In, in a way we're No, I think we're there a little bit. No, dude, I it's new metal shit that's coming back. Like the early two thousands, like people dressing like limp biscuit and shit, and the girls are dressing like fucking like the super low cut I don't know. I was talking to Ashley about this the other day because she was like talking about like how fat, like fast fashion or whatever, and for women, and it's like all of the early two thousands like low cut bell bottoms and like fucking net like like pink shits like coming back. And I just saw a bunch of like people posting about how like the trip pants are big again and like the fucking highlights or whatever. And uh, yeah, dude, low rise jeans coming back is just rough. It's dude, it's rough for, for guys like that's you and that's me. It, that's it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> no, I was gonna say it's like it's tough for most. Um, if you have like any skin or anything, yeah, even if you, you just know, got you like just, a little, like a little natural, yeah, like a bigger, it's like the least flattering pant. Yeah, it's fucked. It's really bad. I'm not talking shit. I'm not being misogynistic. I got big ass slacks on right now. Yeah, in my own home because I fucking I, I ate so much this week. I work hard for the money. Yeah, I do it. Yeah, because I I. Fucking gain a bunch of weight eating pretzels. I I'm not I'm not talking shit on the women who can't pull off low rise jeans at all. I can't pull off relaxed jeans right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm big as fuck. Physically, I can't pull them off of my body. I uh, I'm saying you got to bring back the realistic trends. Well, I think you. I think maybe because this was my take on it, and I think maybe we're get we're like somewhat on the same page. If all of the new metal stuff from the mid 2000s, early to mid 2000s, is coming back. So like Deftones are big again. Limp Biscuit dropped an album. Like my brothers and like his his like they're like late teens, early twenties. Like he's twenty one, just turned twenty one. Like they all wear like the old super big Grave Digger Alan Jackson shirts with like the big jeans. Like that's cool. That's early to mid two thousands. If we're lucky, in the next ten years we'll get Swag Era back. Trinidad James. Jay's on my feet. We'll get like you know what I'm saying, like wearing the jersey over the yeah. black tee that's fitted with the with the jeans that are bleached and like hella faded and ripped and just shredded up. And yeah, white guys getting the Edgar. Cut. Yeah, exactly. And it's all gonna come full circle. deep frying, but unironically deep frying your Instagram posts, like not because that's how it to make fun of that era, but because it's cool again to do it. Uh, man, that's gonna rock, dude. If what if we start having kids around the time like not me and you we're not gonna push babies out of our assholes but if we have kids around when the swag era comes back and your son is in like sixth grade <laughs> he's like dad dad I, we need to go school shopping my clothes is just like I, I keep getting made fun of and you're, and you're like oh you start to think like what was cool when you were you know, like and you were a teenager or like you're growing up like what was cool and she's like oh you want to go get a car hard or you know we can go get you something you know like no dad no that's old people shit. It's like, can I get a Cookie Monster hat, a red one <laughs> with like a Chicago Bulls jersey that says like, like my where the name will go, it says Swagger on it. 
can you just give me some like skin tight distressed jeans and then no show socks and then like the type of penny loafers that uh, future would wear <laughs> like I need some Ferragamos with my my Chicago Bulls jersey yeah that's a dream <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna start wearing tube tops <laughs> and little bracelets I'm gonna start uh, we need to bring back uh, fucking frosted tips just out of order like that's not part of the just the worst things from the last like 50 years yeah. <laughs> um we can bring back driving while on quaaludes um, god damn man i'm telling you dude i'm fucking telling you i wish i wish i was a fit no i wish that i didn't care about like going to jail like if if something if everything falls apart for me there's a lot of things i could go and do and that fucking Quaalude recipe, man. I feel like if everything falls apart, worst case scenario, I'm making that. I use that Quaalude recipe. I pull off the internet, and I fucking die. I just I get I get horrifically third degree burns in my like shed chemistry set, and I fucking die. And I die out there, and no one ever knows my name. Best case scenario, I reinvent Quaaludes. Because apparently the recipe is legit. It's a bathtub recipe that I pulled off the internet. How? Who knows how legit it could be? That guy could just. Be, that guy could have made like I don't know what chem, like chemicals are. I don't know anything about organic chemistry. He could be giving me the fucking recipe for making like I don't know VX gas. I don't fucking understand shit. You, you almost blow yourself up making ibuprofen. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> like I could, could just be <laughs> making Tylenol three. But if I and I trust him, just because. It's really, really long, and it, it costs a lot of money to get started. But I feel like I'm I'm mad because I got to do most. I mean, this is not a brag thing. Just saying, stating facts. I got to do most of the drugs, and I think my dad, being a braggadocious man, uh, which was I've mentioned on the show before, was like, "You fucking missed out." fucking retard you'll never there's no drug even comes close to quaaludes and i was always like god damn i fucking missed out so i'm thinking man yeah you know if things get worse the economy crashes just empty out the account getting fucking erlenmeyer flasks and whatever the fuck else and just gonna make some quaaludes and just see what I make. I'll t- I'll take it. I don't really give a fuck. It doesn't matter. I probably put all manner of poisons in my shit. Uh. Yeah, that's fair. I think I would like to. Um, I'd like to to go into debt gardening. I wanna I wanna. I already have plans. I think I'm gonna build like a ninety thousand dollar greenhouse because a lot of it's gonna be underground. Um, yeah, and a lot of it's gonna go under my neighbor's houses. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> my backyard's not that yeah. big. So, and these are pier and beam foundations. It's really gonna fucking destroy the neighborhood. But yeah. I think when I get down there, I'm basically gonna have to, you know, I'm not gonna have enough power coming from my house. So I'm gonna get a bunch of extension cords, right? Plug them into everybody's outdoor outlets, and then run them down into my tunnels, right? To power these. Uh, these uh the the fucking grow lights yeah the blue lights know? yeah they're like the nursery lights yeah. yeah basically I'm gonna make this bonsai farm the succulent cactus farm <laughs> um, these different farms I've got down there that I haven't haven't started digging yet it's so uh, it's so funny for you to like to do the type of grow op that's typically reserved for like NorCal hydro like growing like fucking you know like you have the 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 blue nursery lights and you're testing pH and you're fucking hiding from the police and you're like, you know, black bagging people and throwing them in vans, but you just have like a multi-million dollar. It's just, just so I don't kill It's myself. just bonds. That, yeah. It's like a, I, it's I, a suicide it's clearly, hobby. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most, yeah. I keep having technological breakthroughs just so I don't blow my head off. Yeah. You're, people, They're like, wow, how did you discover that these, you could graft this type of cactus onto this? Or I'm like, well, I looked into how much it was to get a good, reliable hand job. And, <laughs> I figured like seven hundred dollars. I'm not fucking paying for that. So I basically I took out a bunch of credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went about seventy thousand dollars into debt. Yeah. Um, ruined all my relationships in life, and my dad said couldn't come back to the house. So 
the tunnel to the alley, and that alley is where I made my bonsai paradise, yeah. my bonsai paradise. <laughs> but I didn't think of irrigation, so I just always got to wait till it rains, uh-huh. and then I got a complex system of, uh, you know, uh, culverts that leads water down here, but don't have a way to get the water out, so this last big flash flood, basically the whole bonsai farm's about six feet underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to go swimming down there, but the guards kept napping at me, so I, you know, right now we're just waiting it out, but it should be, you know, um, no, I do not have a job yet, no. but. I'm not making money it, off the Bonsai Paradise, by the way. Uh, it turns yeah, out. They're not for sale. Nobody, it turns out nobody really cares that much about having the coolest Bonsai tree. They might have it for an office, but a shitty one works just fine. Uh, so yeah. it was sort of a bad investment. Yeah, th- those go up to like, um. Like Corvette price. Yeah, no, I I remember. Uh, I I've probably I've probably forced you. To I, think, I think I anyway. think I think we've been sitting on your couch and you're yeah, like, yeah. So uh, uh, bonsai trees cost as much as an old muscle car. And I'm like, 100. percent Yeah. Um, hey, if you're listening, I'm like, there's one that was stolen, and <laughs> in Japan it was held in the same family for over 1,200 years. And you're like, that's sick, man. You're texting Ashley like, I need to go home <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> She's like, are they being mean? It's like, no, no, it's much worse than that. Thomas is telling anyway, me about little trees. Thank you so much uh, for coming on, Jake. Thanks, uh, man. <laughs> we'll be back yeah. next week with Pendejo Time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Follow us on Patreon with the $5 option. Yes, sir. To get $10 back every time you spend 100 bucks. <laughs> Not a bad deal. Check out if you're listening to this. Check out the fucking patreon.com slash pendejo time. Um, five bucks gets you an extra uh, episode a week. Ten bucks gets you a video episode. Uh, I'm heading to Fort Worth yeah. this weekend to film that. And uh, oh, and uh, if if we got any time travelers listening, we had a show this. Last yeah, if you can go back in time, um, weekend yeah. you should go to. If you can go back in time and uh, yeah, go hang out with us at the Virgil. On December tenth, December tenth uh, in Los Angeles, Earth, uh, Earth time. Yeah, December Earth time. 10th. Yeah, just crank, crank that shit up, Playboy. <laughs> I think I posted that the the show audio on the Patreon for the honchos. Um, for the honchos, because we ain't been providing for y'all like this shit. <laughs> yeah, we uh, the holidays got in the way, and then now we gotta make up for it. We ain't forget about we y'all. ain't forget about we ain't forget y'all pay us money that we don't deserve. So we'll we'll keep it we'll keep the slop coming. Um, yes, cheers, y'all. A good night.